Welcome to Advance Your Art. If you are interested in making money from your art, using your artistic background to your advantage when switching careers, or if you are just plain stuck, you've come to the right place. Now let's get started and have some fun with your host, Yuri Cataldo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Advance Your Art with Yuri Cataldo. If you're interested in learning how to build a company, make money from your art, or if you're just feeling stuck, you've come to the right place. Every week I sit down with a creative entrepreneur to discuss the who, what, and why of their journey in business. If you like this episode, please remember to subscribe, like, and share it with a friend. Today, I'm sitting down with Amira Alvarez, founder and CEO of The Unstoppable Woman. Amira, hello. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hello, hello. I am fantastic. How are you? I'm doing well as, as well. Uh, a little chilly, but uh, doing well. <laughs> You and me both. I just grabbed a blanket, to be honest, yeah. <laughs> on my lap. <laughs> Excellent. It's that, you know, it's that time of year in Boston and just it comes, comes with, with living up, up in the Northeast. So where are you located and how are things in your neck of the woods? I am in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And things in my neck of the woods are pretty darn good. Now, my neck of the woods is my little bubble in my my home so yeah um you know we're all pandemicing and interior to our world but that's a that's a happy place for me so i'm good, I'm mm -hmm. good. oh wonderful so for my listeners who are less familiar with your work how do you describe yourself and what you do that's a really good question so fundamentally i help high achievers, people who are driven, people who are engaged, people who are super curious about the world and wanting to grow themselves in, in this lifetime, really move past the invisible barriers and blocks that they have to success. Now, success can be defined in a lot of different ways. I start off with people on their finances, on their income and business and revenue. And how do you take your ideas, your brilliance, your genius in this world, the way you help and actually make money from it. And not just a little bit of money, not just subsistence living, not just struggling to get by, but substantial money, lots of money. Um, because when you don't have the means to do your work in this world, but whether it's your art or you know, creative fine art or your business art, whatever, whatever your work in this world is, what, however you contribute. If you don't have the means to do that, you are going to be stuck compromising in life and that makes you smaller and that's not good for the world, right? Because you were born with a, I call it a spiritual DNA. Like you were born with this, this essence inside of you that is, it's supposed to grow, supposed to, to get bigger and, and, and contribute in a particular way. But if you don't have the means to do your work, whether it's buying supplies or doing marketing or um, holding an event or whatever you need money for, or, or the, the roof over your head and living a really damn good life or traveling, not that we're traveling so much right now, but like experiencing life, right? Because that's going to feed how you contribute and how you're creative. If you don't have the means to do that, you're actually trapped. That's not freedom. So in a nutshell, I help people who have that kind of drive, who, who own that, that really recognize that this is important to them, break through 
the invisible, because they are invisible, limits to their definition of success. And, and people know that they're hitting invisible limits because they're not getting the results that they want. There's some things in your life that are great, but other things you're, 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 you're in the same, it's like Groundhog Day over and over again, right? It's, you're hitting the same patterns. How do you break through that? That's what I do. Okay, wonderful. And I wanna get into that in great detail, but first uh, I wanna talk about your background a little bit. So cult cultural anthropology. Oh, you did what? your research. <laughs> <laughs> I have a tendency of, of, of reading into people's backgrounds. Um, what initially made you want to study cultural anthropology? That's really a, a, a funny question. I'm going to be fully transparent here. So my father is a professor emeritus of sociology. So okay. I grew up in a very academic world and he studied sociology. And so there was a lot of conversation around that, but I couldn't do what, you know, I was a little rebel. Like I couldn't do what daddy did. Right. I had to find my own path. So I chose cultural anthropology and it was really, um, you know, my specialty was medical anthropology and contemporary, which is fundamentally very similar to what sociologists do. There's a little bit of a, uh, an emphasis on stats and sociology and, uh, you know, stories in, yeah. you know, interviews in, in cultural anthropology, but I was basically walking the same path, but trying to be different. Okay. So you could right. psychoanalyze that all you want, <laughs> <laughs> but well, I love people. Here's the thing. I love people. I'm curious about how, why we do what we do and how it works and what, you know, what makes us tick. Mm -hmm. And, and it's fascinating to, to, to dig into that, whether it's from psychology or, or, cultural anthropology or sociology as an aggregate. Yeah, wonderful. I mean, it, it sounds like, you know, regardless of what it is, you are on a, that same path right now anyway with, with your business. So it was, it seems like it's a lifelong um, interest of yours to really get into the, you know, the why people act the way they do and how to help them get out of certain obstacles. A hundred percent. It's actually, that's a very apt way of putting it, Yuri, because one of the things that I, I teach people and I've studied in great depth, you know, post college, you know, in my professional studies, cause I've never stopped learning, right? You, you have to, you have to keep investing in that um, is sales. Okay. So if you, regardless of what business you're in, you can be an artist, you can be, you know, selling Bitcoin, which I know you're, you're about, right? <laughs> um, uh, you're in sales. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's no way, like if you are in business, if it's not a hobby, you're in sales. Okay. And in fact, quite frankly, everyone's in sales. If, if you're working in a company, you're selling yourself every day to your boss, your coworkers, you, you know, in an interview for the next job position, whatever it is, it, we are constantly in that. And anyways, I, circling back to, to the people aspect of it, what was fascinating to me about studying sales was, was, oh, that's how we work. That's mm -hmm. why we say yes. That's why we say no. That's why people say no when they mean to say yes, because they're in fear and there's all this past programming and it keeps them stuck. And then they don't move forward because they need that, that solution that you're selling, but they're afraid to buy it. Like all of that harkens right back to the, the, my, my fascination with people. And, mm. and what makes people tick. And, and then, you know, how to, how to do it in a way from a sales perspective and from, from any perspective, whether you're leading a team, you know, you're running a business, you, you, you have people who 
you're you're working with, not just your your clients and or or customers. You it's it's a people world, right? You have to understand people, or you're you're not gonna you're not gonna really move forward and get along. Yeah. So it's it's interesting that you brought up the idea of of sales and that basically, you know, in a, in a nutshell, everything is sales. Everything. The, the idea of sales and selling is oftentimes terrifying for for people who who don't like they just want to you know to create this item or what you know just do their thing and and they don't want to do the sales part of it how do you think about or work with your clients on getting over the the idea of being fearful about sales and and what techniques do you use to think about that yeah I'm going to give it to you like in a nutshell. I do intensives on this. So this yeah. goes on for days, but like in a <laughs> nutshell. Okay. So you first, you have to get the concept that money comes from source, spirit, the universe, whatever you want to call that, that infiniteness that, that is life. Okay. It doesn't come from people. It comes through people, but it is an abundant source. There is more money in circulation now than there has ever been before. Okay. Ever. And it just keeps growing. We live in an abundant universe. It, I know that's a little woo, but like, go with me here. It, it's growing. No one's, no one's, uh, there is not a, uh, the wizard behind the curtain, like growing this money, like, okay. It's growing because it's growing. Okay. It just does. And, but you have a cash flow problem because you don't have that money. That's great, Amira. It's abundant. Fabulous. But what about my bank account? I, it's not in my bank account. Okay. Well, that's where sales comes in. Sales is what moves money. Okay. It's what th- there's always a sale. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it comes through people. So therefore you have to get good with people. Now here's the mental shift that you have to really get. And, and you have to let this sink in and you can't just listen and like go, go about whatever you're doing while you're listening to this podcast. You have to like, let it drop in. Sales is about service, okay? Sales is saying, you have a, I, you listen, there's so much to this, but you listen, mm-hmm. that's a problem that I have a solution to. Okay, I can help you solve that problem. If I solve that problem for you, does that person's life get better? Yeah, it sure does. So that's a service. I am helping you. If you say no, because you are in some sort of psychological block around spending money in fear of making a mistake, in fear of um, looking like a fool for spending money on something, whatever it is, you have some internal psychology around it. Just habitually how you were brought up to think about buying your buying patterns. You could be taught very young that it's bad to spend money or Hmm. it's frivolous to buy things or um, that if you buy things, you're being taken advantage of. There's all sorts of psychology that people are brought up with. But if I don't do my job selling you on, on what I have to help you, then you're stuck. I've actually let you down. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I think of it as going to the map for my clients, right? And it's for, for everything, whether that's in your, in your personal relationship or because that's selling too, right? Or um, in a professional, you know, in a corporate business relationship, whatever it is, you're, you're selling and, and you have to help the person that you're with understand that you can help them have more life. So can I go longer on this, Yuri? Yeah. Oh yeah, a, please do. Okay. This, is, this is good. 
Okay. So there's a concept called the impression of increase. Have you heard of this? I have not. Okay. So it's a great concept and I didn't make this up. I got it from a book called the science of getting rich by Wallace Waddles. And it's something that I teach. We have a whole program on it. Mm -hmm. And the, the idea of the impression of increase is that you are constantly walking through this world in the grocery store, through the drive through um, in a conversation at a party, at work, in front of a client, doesn't matter, okay? That you are constantly interacting with people with the energy that you can help them have more life. You can help them grow, become more, have a better life. I am an advancing person. I am someone that helps you, okay? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that you're, you're walking around groveling, like, oh, I can help you, I can help you, I can help you. It's in your energy that there's a confidence with which you walk through this world. Let me give you an example. So I live in, a, in this really beautiful luxury apartment building mm-hmm. and everyone has a dog. It's like, you know, you, anyways, I I was going to make a joke, but I couldn't find one there. Everyone has a job. Everyone has a dog. And there's a little uh, dog run, like a play area. Um, And so you meet everyone. I, I work from home. So I'm like, walk, I'm in and out in my energy, right? I'm like in go time most of the time. Yeah. And, you know, I'm meeting people and talking to them and they ask me what I do and I tell them and, I, and, and, and we have conversations and it's fun and then we're talking about our dog. I cannot tell you how many people have become clients as a result of that. Yeah. They come to me. If you want to make selling easy. Now I'm all about doing the outreach, learning how to, how to actually put yourself out there and not fear rejection, not think that you're doing something sleazy, but that you're really doing something to help people. Yeah. But if you really want to make it easy, you hold the energy and confidence of your own self-worth and your own value. And people are like, what does she have? And can you tell me about that? And can you sell that to me? And mm-hmm. I want what you have, okay? And, and I don't care what you're selling. It could be your art, right? Which right. your audience, that's what it is, right? I want that. You're a musician, you're a fine artist. You're, you, you have some sort of installation work. You know that if you hold the value of that, people are going to want to see it, going to want to participate in it. They're going to be magnetically attracted to it. Mm-hmm. That makes selling incredibly easy. That's the impression of increase. Yeah. I can help you. Okay? Yeah. I, I want to go a little more detail about what you mentioned about hold your energy, because in, in this scenario you're describing, they don't know you, you just step outside and walk around and there's something about you and it could be the way you're dressed. Again, it's how you present yourself and hold yourself that people are having a conversation. Strangers are coming up to you, have a conversation which then leads to a sale. So how, how does that work? And I know this is probably a longer conversation, but like, what does, that, what yeah. does that mean to you about holding your energy and what is that like? So fundamentally, this is about self-worth, okay? So you have to, one of the things that I did, so real quick, my, my business story is, and I'm going to do this in 30 seconds. Okay. Okay. (laughs) To give you context. My business story was I had, I worked in corporate. Then I started a a different business, got that off the ground, was very successful given the context of what that was, closed that business to move across the country and started all over again. Okay. First year in business as a coach, never having done this before 30 K not a whole lot, probably six months. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
third year, second year in business, 90 K tripled my income. Not bad. Yeah. Okay. Didn't cross the, that mythical six figure mark, but tripled my income was doing something right. Third year, 138 felt really good. Another big chunk, you know, jump up. Yeah. But I was working crazy hours. Couldn't get ahead. Felt like there was a monkey on my back, you know, was, and this is where the self-worth piece comes in. Mm -hmm. Like my wake up moment, my come to Jesus moment, if you will, was 7 PM end of the day. I was in the sweats that I had slept in. They were covered in dog hair. I hadn't showered, hadn't brushed my teeth. And I was trying to get one more thing done as my husband was calling from downstairs. Hey, Hey honey, dinner is ready. You know, and I'll be, yeah. I'll be right down. And then like an hour goes by with me, like hamster wheel of never enough, like trying to get one more thing done. And I was like, I, this is unsustainable. Like, this is not, I, I believe in hard work, by the way. I don't like, I don't buy the like magical thinking. It just falls from the sky. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's effort that's required, but there, there was like, this isn't sustainable. What I'm doing here isn't working. I can't leverage. Mm -hmm. I can't do, I can't work any harder. Had the work ethic, can't work any harder, right? I'm already doing that. Right. So what had to change? And that year I went from 138 to 700K, five times my income. Wow. Okay. Right. And that doesn't happen very often for solo entrepreneurs, bigger companies maybe, but solo entrepreneurs, not that often. And then right. subsequently we've crossed the seven figure mark. But what happened that year was I started owning my value my, and I changed my identity, who I saw myself to be, my, my self image had to shift. Mm -hmm. And there's a methodology. And this is one of the things I do with my clients. I teach them this methodology of how to change their self image, because we have this cybernetic mechanism. A cybernetic mechanism is like a thermostat is a cybernetic mechanism. It, it, it if, if it goes too hot in the room, it'll cool it back down to 70 degrees. If it goes too low, it'll bring it back up to 70 degrees yeah. or like a, a, a heat seeking missile. It, it's like, it, it will go left and right a little bit, but it course corrects and stays to this goal, to this target. Okay. Mm -hmm. Your self image is the target for your subconscious mind. Hmm. Okay. So if you think you're unworthy of making great money, you're only worthy of struggle because I have to be a starving artist. And that's the meme in our society. Yeah. Okay. And so in order, like you have an image to be an ethical artist, to be someone who's really like owns their art. You couldn't possibly make good money. That would be, you know, I don't know. What is it being, being a sellout? A, a sellout. Yes. Thank yeah. you. That's the word. Appreciate that. <laughs> Take that underhanded pitch. Thank yeah. you. Um, that would be, a, be being a sellout. That's your self-image. You yeah. will never, as hard as you work, be able to really move beyond that. You'll be, you'll, you'll keep self-sabotaging. These are the invisible barriers. Okay. Mm -hmm. You'll keep self-sabotaging and it won't look like, oh, I think I need to be a starving artist because consciously you want to make money. Consciously, yeah. you don't want to be starving. What will come out is, um, like some, some, uh, big issue in your life. Like your car breaks down and you couldn't possibly do that show because you'd have to rent a car and you don't have any money to get to that show. And that, but that show is the show that's going to break it open. Right. But your self-image says, I am not someone who asks someone for help 
so that I can rent a car to do this, right? So right. you say you can't go. It looks totally normalized, okay? Because that's your belief structure and it's, and it's in place to keep you at the same level and keep you constantly re-patterning, reliving out, reinforcing that self-image, mm -hmm. okay? Make sense? Makes sense. Yeah, so I had to change my self-image and value myself differently. When I started to see myself differently, value myself differently, I could walk into rooms differently and be like, oh yeah, that is who I am, mm -hmm. okay? And then that's what gets, that's, that then is magnetized and, and attracted to you and it's a upward cycle, if you will. Okay, yeah. good to know. It's, I also noticed on your, on your bio that you studied Alexander Technique. And yes. um, I, I actually took a class a, a intro class last night that Juilliard was doing free classes. And so there was like an intro to Alexander. Um, would you mind getting in a little bit about like, is, does that help you with what you're, you're currently doing? Um, how it was described to me was, I don't know, a little vague, I think, cause it was also an intro class, but how does yeah. like, how does, you know, being comfortable in your body with Alexander technique and what you're talking about now, how are they intertwined? that most people just ask what it is, but they don't ask about the connection. So yeah. thank you. Um, so the Alexander Technique was the, the business that I had in California before I moved. Okay. And uh, most, here's, the, here's a great image, a great example of self-image. Most Alexander teachers have this idea that it, you're not gonna make a lot of money, even though they wanna make money, right? Like you can't charge a certain amount, you can't do it. And within a very short period of time in that, uh, once I got certified and started working, I had a very successful business in the Bay Area, probably yeah. one of the, the most successful financially in the Bay Area. I was helping lots of people. The Alexander Technique, without going into you know, it in excruciating detail, is a methodology for being able to integrate your mind and your body and use your intellect, your thinking, in order to shift how you direct your body, mm -hmm. okay? So I came to it because I had a lot of physical pain. I was losing finger, feeling in my fingertips, had a lot of neck pain. Um, it, and it was all because I was holding a lot of tension and I was in a habitual pattern of um, tensing my body and my, my posture was uh, fairly horrible. Yeah. Um, and it, it transformed things for me. One of the principles in the Alexander Technique is, is a concept that is very heady and it's called inhibition. It basically means before I react, I pause. I, I create mm -hmm. a little space between stimulus and response, mm -hmm. okay? I think that's helped me tremendously because it has allowed me, whether it's in a sales conversation, whether it's when I'm walking through um, an event and talking and networking with people or in the grocery store, whatever the stimulus is, I, I have poise. I have that ability to be myself in that moment. Now, did it, did it mean, you know, when I was learning how to, how to sell and I'm, I'm going to just keep bringing that up. I'm sure it's freaking most of your audience out. Bankers, <laughs> stop talking about sales, but anyone who really, really wants to, to make more money in their business has to understand how to move through the, the blocks around sales. And I didn't want to be rejected. I, I thought I was going to be thrown out of the tribe. Even if I didn't know that person, I thought I was going to be thrown out of the tribe. Right. And like, you know, burned at the stake if I said something wrong. Okay. And I had to use that little moment to pause mm -hmm. to, to be like, okay, what's really going on here? Oh, this is my program. This is my belief about myself. 
I can do something different here. What is the thing that I need to do here? And of course, I'm, I'm taking a lot longer to say that conversation it happens in a pretty much a split second, right. but I could have that conversation with myself and then take the next sentence or, or show up differently in mm -hmm. that moment yeah. and not retreat, but stay present and, and grounded and, and authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Well, I mean, I, that's so much deeper than what I thought. So it, again, it was an introductory like class and it's very Juilliard. Um, this, this class was, um, and I've, I've, so I've heard about Alexander just because I, I went up through the ranks of, uh, on the design side of different theater programs. And it's, it's like the, it's the thing that musicians and, and actors are, are taught and they talk about it a lot. Um, but that, the way you describe it is like being able to pause in between stimuli, especially in like now in, in today's political climate and what's happening with the pandemic, the ability to just not react to whatever stimuli, stimuli is coming at you is, is wonderful because oftentimes that's, you know, gets a lot of people into trouble is that you, it's, you react and you, you go with whatever your feelings are without thinking and taking a pause. And so that this is like a technique that goes even deeper than just learning how to stand and not be intentional all the time. I think that's, that's huge. huge. Now, here's the thing, Yuri, most Alexander Technique teachers um, don't teach from that perspective. Okay. okay? The, the perspective that I just gave you, but that's, yeah. that's the truth is that's how you want to live it. Okay. And, and I think uh, behind the scenes, hopefully most of them are doing that, but uh, I, I wish mo more of them, I don't teach that anymore, but I wish more of them would, would use that as a platform because there, here's the thing, there's so much, we think that we're consciously deciding how we're living our life, but fundamentally we're on autopilot, okay? Right. We have a subconscious program that is running. It's saying, do not change, live out your self-image, self okay? And, and if, if you do anything different than that, than what your belief structures are about who you are and how the world works, then you might die. Like your, your subconscious mind is very binary. Okay. It's like, right. my job is to keep you alive. If you've not done it before, or you're doing something different, you might die because you haven't survived that yet. Okay. Yeah. So you get this stimulus from outside the circumstances of politics, pandemics, um, what your boyfriend or girlfriend said, right? Anything outside of yourself. It comes in through your senses to your interior world. Mm -hmm. And then you think you're making a conscious decision about how to triage that. What do I do with that? Okay. But really it's your subconscious mind telling you what to think about all of those things. You don't have, you think you have free choice, but you don't really have free choice, which right. is fascinating when you get right down to it. Mm -hmm. And it's what keeps people playing out the same pattern in their business and only getting like incremental results rather than quantum leaping and doing some bigger things that they know they have the potential to do like consciously, intellectually, they know they have the potential to do. Yeah. Yeah. So in your, in your company, um, the unstoppable woman, what do you, what are types of things you cover? And it's, you have a, like a wide variety of different offerings you have, but what, what do you work on? And, and if, if there's someone who's listening who wants to get involved, what are some of the, you know, the things and ways they can do that? Yeah, there are a lot of different ways that people can enter our world. Uh, the, the, the 
first thing that I want to give people is go to our free stuff page. It's the unstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. Mm-hmm. We have all sorts of resources there. We have something called the morning mindset club, where I walk you through how to think differently about your goals and execute. We call it like, um, how to have exponential wealth. Like it, I know that sounds hyperbole, but it's like, you have to start thinking differently yeah. to have different results. And it starts with your thinking because, because otherwise you're going to keep executing that same program. So that's a free program right now. I would just go run, don't walk. There are lots of other, um, <laughs> run, don't walk, great. Um, there are lots of other uh, free downloads on that, that page. We have a podcast. I do a ton of teaching on that the Unstoppable Woman podcast. And then we have a summit coming up on May 14th, 15th, and 16th. And that's called the Unstoppable Woman Income Breakthrough Summit. And it's three days. It's just me teaching. Uh, it's great networking, meeting other of tribe folks, but it's me taking you through how to change your programming, like the intellectual framework for that and what you have to do differently and walking you through how to make an income breakthrough what that looks like. So mm-hmm. that is, I think early bird tickets um, end on April 30th. So okay. you can you can find that at uh, theunstoppablewoman.com slash summit. So all of those are great, um, low barrier to entry, kind of free or low priced um, ways to get started with us. And then, you know, we have all sorts of coaching programs. I do private work with people annually. I do VIP days. I have something called the spirit of wealth mastermind. You know, there's a, we have a boot camp That's a great starter program. Yeah. That's eight weeks. That's just like an accelerator program. Um, there's a lot of ways, uh, to work with us and don't mm-hmm. get confused, go to the free stuff page, listen to podcasts. Those are your places to start. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I, so I'm, I'm curious in your own business, because it sounds like before the pandemic, this was very much a, you know, you go to a, an event in a location somewhere and you're surrounded by amazing people and it's like three days of intense and then you go away. And now suddenly, you know, with the pandemic, all of that changed. How has your business adapted in 2020? And what are some things that you will keep going into 2021 when we can go back together in, you know, as a, as a group in a location? Yes. So a couple things. So one, we did our summits virtually and I put a lot of thought into how to do the, one of the reasons people go to events is to be in the room with the, the other people, right? Not right. just with me. They, they want to come and learn this material. Um, there are a lot of introverts, but they still want those like small little co- conversations, you know, right. um, that that's really important. So how did, how do we create that? So when we did our virtual live stream events, we did two of them this, this year, we did some really interesting networking. I'll just tell you what we did in case anyone else wants to use it, please, you know, take advantage of this idea. We have three days to the event. We put everyone registered in groups on day one. They were all in the same group to do the workshopping of material on day two, we put them in different groups, but then they could be all day with the same people. And then in day three, same thing, different groups, but all day with the same people so that we were able to really um, uh, help facilitate the the connections and the real meaningful conversations mm-hmm. rather than just have it be a, a Zoom call where you're not really engaged with people. So that's one thing that we did that that was 
different in 2021. We, we hadn't done that before. And we will carry on, at least for our May event, um, that option to do a live stream. I think it, it worked well and people really loved it. Now, what's interesting, Yuri, is that at the at sort of three quarters of the way through 2020, so not mm, sort of October-ish, mm-hmm. I surveyed, had conversations with the women in my mastermind, the, the spirit of wealth. Mm-hmm. And I asked them, would you travel next year? Like, where are you at with travel? Are you done social distance? <laughs> like not, yeah. are you done? I want you to social distance. Let me say that differently. But are you sure. done not traveling? Like, are, are you open to traveling or are you not open to traveling? And about two thirds of them said that they wanted to travel. And mm-hmm. that they would, which was fascinating to me because I had planned to like keep everything virtual for 2021. Yeah. Um, but we we're doing programs now where there's a if you want to come in person and we will social distance and we have all those protocols in place. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're creating that with a live stream component because and and it's basically two thirds, one third, like no, no effing way. Am yeah. I getting on an airplane? And yes, I'm there. Right. And people have very different perspectives and I respect them both. Um, I have, you know, nothing to no quib- quibbles with it, mm-hmm. but it, that's been, it's brought more flexibility to our business. So okay. it's been a really positive thing. Wonderful. Yeah. So with everything that you have done and experienced, what would you say has been the best advice that you were ever given? Be a quick decider. I know that's a weird one. Okay. But here's what happens. You want to, can I break that down for you? Please do. Yes. Okay. So you have a spark. You, you, there's something that, that you run into. I want to make that. I want to build this business. I want to create this program. I want to, um, talk to so-and-so. Okay. Mm -hmm. You get an idea. Boom. Oh, I need to reach out to so-and-so. Okay. And these are these divine downloads. Okay. You're open. The channel's open. It's coming to you. All the ideas are like, woo. And then what happens? We go into denial and that looks like, I'll do that later. I'm so busy. Let me write that down. Um, that's for next year. Um, whatever it is, I couldn't possibly call that person that's too scary. You know, that's going to take too much work. All the, all the noise starts coming in. And if, if you stay there, you will stop. Hmm. And it will take you so much longer to close the gap on time. Mm -hmm. Okay. So one of the ways that I was extremely successful in my business is that I closed the gap on time. Instead of saying, I'll follow that tomorrow or later, I just do it. I do it now. So I, be- I became a quick decider about how I spent money, like what I invested in, um, who, like, and then the actions in my business, both, mm-hmm. okay? And in my personal life, yeah. okay? You get that hit to call that guy and you're like, oh, I couldn't possibly, no, pick up the phone, do it, or send the text. In my case, I sent the text and it turned into a great relationship, right? Yeah. Um, but if I hadn't just decided and I wasn't quick about it, I would have talked myself out of it and things, things then don't, don't happen. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Well, Amira, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I truly appreciate it. I know you've mentioned your website before, but just to reiterate it, if the listeners want to get a hold of you and, and see what you're working on and potentially sign up for your, your summits, where are the best place they can go to do that? hundred percent. Yeah. 
the unstoppable woman. So it's with a, the in front, the unstoppable woman.com slash summit is the summit page and slash free stuff is the free stuff page. And you can find our podcast there and the morning mindset club that I mentioned. So, yeah. Wonderful. And I will put all those links in the show notes. So thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. You're a great question. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Advance Your Art with Yuri Cataldo. If you like this episode, please remember to give us a five-star rating, like, and share with a friend. Our theme music is written and mixed by Chicago-based composer Ryan Black of Black Bones Collaborative. To listen to the full catalog of our episodes, go to advanceyourart.com. To see what I'm working on or book a time with me or buy a copy of my book, Be Left Behind, go to yuricataldo.com. Thank you so much and have a great day.